I was like, Lord, let a generation raise up right now in 2022 that does not take common the oil. That does not take common the oil. Like when that word that I got from Mark that knows how to find the oil and does not take it for granted. All the glory of his family will hang on him, its offspring and offshoots. All. Wow. Even the lesser vessels, from the bowls to the jars, that's God saying, I know how to bring everything that I've called to carry the oil into alignment in your life. Do you have faith for God to make up for all of the waiting in one year? I hope you do. The cool thing about God is um, whether we believe it for him or not, it's not going to stop what he's going to do. He's really good. He'll just show up and at the foot of your bed and go, that's okay, I have enough faith for both of us. Come with me. Get out of bed. Let's do this. Keys to the house of David. What does the house of David look like? Well, one of the things that the house of David was marked by was passion for the presence. Yes. Hunger. Passion for the presence. Not a casual desire, but insatiable hunger. Unquenching. I can't get enough. I am so hungry. One thing have I desired, right? That's, if you're, if you're going to get keys to the house of David, it's going to unlock in you the qualities of the house of David. And when David got to hang out with Samuel at Naoth Ramah, Naoth Ramah was a, the school of the prophets that Samuel had started. And Naoth Ramah means dwelling places. And something had got on that place and it created a vortex. You know, when Saul was chasing David, he went down to Naoth Ramah and the presence of God was so thick and so was the spirit of revelation on that place that all of Saul's assassins that went down to capture David started prophesying. Saul went down himself, fell on his back all night and started prophesying. I want to know what he prophesied. David's going to be king in my place. The oil's on him. But that vortex and something got on David to where he said, I want this in Jerusalem. If you've called me to be king, if you've called me to have keys, if you've called me to wear a mantle on my shoulders, I don't want to do it without what I witnessed at Naoth Ramah. And that was heavy presence. So passion, hunger, I will not go up there without the ark. I'm not doing it. Moses had the same cry. I don't want to go without presence. I don't want to do anything without presence. I don't want to go to flipping McDonald's without presence. The second thing that the house of David is known for is sonship and intimacy. Knowing that you're a son and a daughter changes everything, doesn't it? Yes. Instead of begging for something that's already yours, you just cruise right under his legs and head straight for the freezer that holds the ice cream sandwiches that you've been wanting. You're not begging for something that's already yours. I see prayer turning into, instead of begging, commanding. We're not 
standing on earth, pulling down heaven. We're seated in heaven and we're decreeing it upon earth. Changes everything when you're a son or a daughter, doesn't it? Changes the way you pray and prophesy. Things like decrees mean a lot more to you than just begging for something that he laid at your feet at salvation. Revelation of the mysteries. That was normal place for the house of David. Revelation of the mysteries because you can't get that much tangible presence going on and not have revelation, the spirit of wisdom and revelation on things that have yet to be done on the earth. I mean, just think of it. Under the law, David said, I know God. Let's do a tabernacle with no veil. I know up to this point, only the high priest can get there in your presence. But I want a tabernacle where every man and woman and child can experience the tangible, the Shekinah. Hey, let's do that. Your Bible says that that was not God's idea. That was David's idea. But David was God's idea. Who is hungry for presence? Who's hungry to push the envelope of the grace that's already been on your life? Because it does something. If you ask not, then you have not. So a lot of asking, probably it looks a lot like how Jesus asked. Instead of, Father, would you please raise Lazarus from the dead in my name? He just said, Father, thank you that you hear me. Thank you that you always hear me. And I wouldn't have even said that unless there were those standing around. Read it. Thank you, Lazarus, get up. That's not a begging. That's not... The other thing... Revelation of the mysteries is who the person of Jesus that's unfolding, not only in your personal life, but um, around the globe. Having the ability to create for other people uh, encounters. In other words, I've, I've become an encounter so that I can create encounters. Walking in the mystery uh, of Jesus yourself, the mystery of God hidden for the ages, uh, Paul said. And now it's been exposed to us. The mystery of mysteries is a name that the Hebrews have called him for centuries. The mystery of mysteries. All access. The other thing that you would have if you were a part of David's house is all access and authority. The authority. That's that government that rests upon his shoulders. And that authority is something that comes out of identity. It's not apart from identity. You know because you know you can ask for anything because you know he owns the cattle on a thousand hills because you know what you're asking for is dresser change to him. then it creates a confidence, sort of like Hebrews 10 talks about, that when you approach the throne of grace, you should do so in full confidence and assurance of faith. 
And in 2022, that's the level of asking. That's the level of approaching the throne, decreeing, whatever you want to call it, in the intimacy of the Lord, that all access and all authority says, Lord, you promised it. This belongs to me. This belongs to me. And what, that way you're not vacillating about the things that belong to you. You already know them. Kind of like the two ladies that showed up to Moses in Scripture and said, we want our inheritance. It wasn't, do we have an inheritance? It's, we want it. And then the last thing, number five, that depict the house of David is supernatural faith and obedience. Not just supernatural faith, but the ability to obey what you see and what God tells you to do. Supernatural faith is nothing without supernatural obedience. You actually have to walk out what um, God's showing you. You have to go there. And sometimes you walk with people, and that's amazing. And sometimes you walk alone. And it's given in your journey that for this stretch of the journey, you walk alone. Anybody afraid to walk alone? I love community. But when God says to walk alone, you go. Everybody says you're a good leader if people follow you. I say you're a good leader if you obey Jesus. Moses went up the mountain alone several times. That wasn't because he didn't want people to go. Moses wanted everyone to prophesy. But when God called them to go alone, he went alone. That wasn't because only the people were obstinate. That was just, God called me to go. I'm going to go. And you're a good leader if you obey the Lord. Also, this whole notion about um, fathers having to um, be friends. I love fathers that are friends. But fathers should be fathers first before they're friends. If you're too caught up in being a friend, chances are you won't be a father. But fathers can be friends. But if you're fathering or mothering people, be their father first and then be their friend. Don't abdicate your role to speak into their life and shape them. In this hour, fathers and mothers are raising up to bring sons and daughters who, like Elijah and Elisha, actually bring the double portion. But if fathers aren't there, mothers aren't there, then the kids won't grow into a double portion. I know, I know in my knower that uh, Roe v. Wade will be overturned. I know this. I know this. But I heard the Lord say the other day, we don't just have a Roe v. Wade problem. We have a mother and father problem. Yes, U.S. has legalized that. But mothers and fathers choose to show up to those buildings or not. Don't just pray for the symptom to be overturned. Pray for the root. Amen. 